<laughs> okay, so uh, yeah. this is Zach's birthday episode. Happy birthday, Zach! Happy birthday, Zach! And thank uh, you very much for his birthday. We decided we were going to let him pick whatever movie we just he wanted to watch and talk about <laughs> in a public setting. And Zach picked the wonderful yeah. um, feature films for family. <laughs> feature film the buttercream gang and its sequel <laughs> buttercream gang 2 goon electric boogaloo <laughs> yes exactly uh yep so should i hold the background for after you, the cold you do open whatever or... it's your birthday so light the candles however you like so <laughs> okay well, I'll I'll save the synopsis for when we get there, but I actually clarified a little information about this. I had some of the information wrong that I previously mentioned. I thought maybe this was um, gifted from a more religious member of my family, but it turns out we did get some movies and books from that um, family member, but this wasn't one of them. This was actually... All the more appropriately and somewhat um, hilariously, a door-to-door salesperson, <laughs> a Mormon, I guess, Hello. <laughs> door-to-door salesperson came up, <laughs> and my mom uh, signed up for these, uh, you know, catalog. You select a movie and they mail it to you, kind of thing. So this was uh, the first one in the series, and we also got. Uh, I as I remember there was Willie the Sparrow and Scamper the Penguin, which were animated, and those were <laughs> movies I watched a whole lot nice. when I was a kid. Nice. So, yeah. So the story is uh, uh, about a group of wholesome boys living in a small Utah town who do nice things for their friends and neighbors, uh, and and we'll get into things about that later. But we thought about uh, <laughs> what movies. Would change if the Buttercream Gang were to enter them, and how would they change? <laughs> Zach, since it's your birthday, let's let's start with you. Honestly, I kind of struggled with this without like cheating too much. I was like, it's a really good question. I I just have two that I I thought of offhand. Like, um, okay, so the movie Jawbreaker. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> starting off strong. <laughs> It could go one of two ways. Either they wouldn't put the jawbreaker in their friend's mouth. Or if they did and they found the body, they'd be like, oh, crap, we've made a mistake. We have to contact the authorities and <laughs> they'd turn themselves in and the movie would be over, I guess. And there'd be a, you know, a scene with the family all around at the end, like, don't play tricks on your friends. They could be fatal. Um. And my other one I have is Inglorious Bastards. If you have uh, Hans talking to the farmer, but uh, Hans decides to say, okay, you can let those people under the floorboards go. And let's, uh, <laughs> let's all agree that Nazis are bad and let's move on. Oh, awesome. Awesome <laughs> as hell. There, there's my two. So I kind of changed it a little bit just to kind of, Cause trying to do what, cause I gave that one like 
example coming up with it was like the <laughs> the the during reservoir dogs they would all tip the waitress and wouldn't argue about it yeah um but instead i actually came <laughs> up with three different movies and i gave them titles as well um i have oh. the clockwork orange cream <laughs> where they just spend every day just hanging out at a milk bar <laughs> Oh, God, that's so good. <laughs> um, the Buttercream Gangs of New York, <laughs> where the Buttercream Gang attempts to keep their territory in Elkridge against the immigrated gang, the He-Man Woman Haters. <laughs> <clears throat> try to keep my composure on this one. Um, straight out of Elkridge, <laughs> where the boys start a rap group called MWA, Mormons with Attitude and perform such songs as parental <laughs> supervision is advised a girl is a girl and their surprise hit fuck the police featuring pete <laughs> good lord well done <laughs> god damn it i should have gone for you greatest mistake of my life <laughs> What you got, Paul? Well, I just wanted to add the Buttercream Gang to one movie, um, and that movie is Sid and Nancy. Because <laughs> they would help them. They would help them to get cleaned up. Yeah. Off the smack. <laughs> and maybe Sid and Nancy wouldn't die at the end of this film like they did in real life. Buttercream <laughs> Gang, please, please save punk icon Sid and Bitches. <laughs> 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 oh my god, let's talk about this movie. <laughs> let's talk about this movie. Okay. Cream, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, all you beautiful buttercreamers out there in podcast land. My name is Paul Workman. I'm Jonathan Pierce. And I'm Zach McCoy. And we are your stand in buttercream gang. Welcome back to the Oscar Worsty Podcast, a show where we discuss Oscar winners throughout history normally and try to determine where the Academy went wrong, if they went wrong. And Zach, beautiful. Bald birthday boy. What film are we watching this week? We are watching the 1991 air quotes classic, The Buttercream Gang, and the sequel, Buttercream Gang 2, Secret of Treasure Mountain, so called. Uh, coming of age story about friendship and forgiveness, and how the only way to save Chicago is to buttercream it. Cream all over. <laughs> 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 I guess we have to ask this question now. Is this everybody's first time seeing this, these movies? Yes. Yes. Oh, I watched these so many times. But, you know, strangely enough, I, like all the religious stuff, I didn't really remember it. I just remember the story. So I guess it's good propaganda in that way. Not, not really from an Honestly, adult. Honestly, so like, so I watched this movie. 
and then had to recap it for my wife. Mm -hmm. And I started talking about it and I had, you know, told her it was like this Mormon produced film. Uh, went straight to video. So I, I start talking about the plot and stuff and she's like, and then they're like, Jesus comes down to save you and all this stuff. And I was like, <laughs> you know, shockingly not. <laughs> yeah. There's not a lot like other than like, I think the dad talking about the dude in Vietnam. Okay. So, so you get them, you get them praying in one yeah. scene just, yeah. Yeah. just to show like the family dynamic. Then mm -hmm. you get him going to church and deciding not to beat the shit out of Pete. <laughs> we'll get to, I guess. <laughs> and then, and then the dad telling the story about the guy who died in Vietnam. And that was really it. Yeah. Like it was one of those things just like the shocking restraint of religious films back in the nineties. I, mm. I've really put this one on the actual Mormons because they try to be sneaky about it. They're not like super in your face, but they're like, we're going to show you what it's like by being just the whitest fucking people we can be. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I, Oh my God, this movie's so white. Like the first one, the second yeah. one, I love the fact that the second one, I believe they made just for the sake to go, Oh shit. We forgot something in the first one. <laughs> literally any person of color so we gotta like cram them in in the second one <laughs> except uh, for except for the fact that pete changed his name to what sounded like a hispanic last name if oh. i remember correctly like, oh yeah change it what? to sound more like a gang member or something didn't he? yeah yeah like he yeah. said it was his mother's maiden name or something yeah. his mother's name or something um, you're doing okay <laughs> the fact that your mother died <laughs> so so should i pretend Why? to do an oscar breakdown yeah let's <laughs> you got something sir give it to us i really don't uh i, I don't want to give away any of the jokes of i don't know i don't want to do breakdowns for breakdowns we'll be doing later on yeah but uh needless to say this was not nominated no no mostly because but, it went straight to video not because it not because the first film isn't a goddamn masterpiece of a film <laughs> <laughs> I just looked up like 1991 Christian movies. The only one that's showing up is The Rapture. Oh, yeah. Which I've not even seen that one. Yeah. The way you mentioned that uh, the Mormons tried to be sneaky, uh, like on their official website, the feature films for families, it's like they they attempt to be non-denominational for the most part. It's yeah. just like broadly Christian message. Um. But with a heavy reliance on Gandhi, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> you know, in a way, um, I joke with my wife sometimes. She's like, don't ever give me shit again for watching Hallmark movies. I'm like, I watched this as a kid. <laughs> but, but, yeah. but, you know, maybe deep down it did help form some sort of moral compass. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> and, 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 you know, and it's one of those things that it's for Christian propaganda or Mormon propaganda or whatever kind it is it is so much more subtle than anything that is released today mm. uh like the god's not dead films where yeah. where <laughs> some gotcha liberal reporter tries to ambush the duck dynasty guy and he's like no i believe in jesus jesus is great <laughs> yeah ha -ha! <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
Nope, it's just wholesome, wholesome people. Like, um, you know, other than the fact that it is, uh, blindingly white. Um, blindingly like super white. Oh my god, the <laughs> Chicago gang that Pete oh joins. My god. <laughs> oh my like, god, the the mix of mods and the dudes from Suicidal Tendencies. That's what it looked like. Oh, the one kid had a fucking Stevie Ray Vaughan hat on. <laughs> yeah. So. I guess it's just a, the basic synopsis for people is, you know, we've got the buttercreamers who are generations old. Uh, I can't remember what they said, how, how um, the widows came, if it was a war or it, it, so it was, it was a raid. There yeah, was a raid on the town. So yeah, I think yeah, yeah. we're left to assume that that raid means natives. Um, yeah, and probably. it left most of the men in the town dead. So the young boys, had to fill in uh and churn butter for the widows like the widow jenkins <laughs> greatest character name in the history of film widow <laughs> jenkins is falling, down, falling down jesus christ <laughs> i like how they connect it to the um the lifeline commercial in the end it's like yeah falling they can't get up <laughs> Yeah, I like so the fact these, that the, all the all the men died, so the boys have to go churn all the women's butter. Uh, no implications there. <laughs> Caitlin made the same connection. I was like, "These are children, children." <laughs> and and the um, owner of the shop in town, the one shop, the yeah. only one that exists. Oh, Mister Exposition. <laughs> Uh, yes, Mr. Exposition uh, says his great-grandfather is one of the original butter creamers. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Zach, you sounded like you were going to be giving us more synopsis. Oh, just that, you know, one of the one of the young butter creamers uh, <laughs> has to leave and go to Chicago to help out his aunt, and when he gets there, he gets himself into trouble, and the other butter creamer has got to try to woo him back. Right. Uh, <laughs> so it, it needs to be said that he is an orphan. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you learn this because he's he's living with his grandfather in Elkridge, Utah, and he's going to live with his aunt Chicago. Uh, and as he's leaving, he tells his friend, uh, he tells Scott, yeah, the who he hands over the reins of the buttercream gang to. He says, "Hey, probably be the closest thing to a mother I'll ever have, or some shit like that." <laughs> And then it leads to the greatest line I have ever heard in the movie. Yes. Yes. <laughs> He's coming home from school in Chicago and his aunt's like, hey Pete, how's it going? He's like, oh, I got an A on the test because I'm such a good straight A student. Oh, if your parents were alive, they'd be so proud of you. <laughs> I don't do like that awkward like... pause and he's like, and he nods and keeps walking. If I would yeah. have had anything in my mouth, I would have spit took right then. Like I heard that and I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the aunt was like the most uncouth person out of everyone. Yeah. <laughs> like even yeah. at the end, I brought you in so you could be a good example to my children. Now help me carry this. Where am I going? I'm sending you home, you <laughs> shit. <laughs> Didn't even give him a chance. He's like, no, you're fucking out of here. Carry your own luggage so that I drag you to the bus. <laughs> There's not really any uh recognizable actors except for maybe the guy that played pete he he's a halfway decent actor and i looked up his uh resume and apparently he was in um 
Mulholland Drive and Crimson Tide, like a small. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, he had okay. he had some he had some well remembered films. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's the whole thing is uh, held together by that. Like, I, I like how you called it the 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 knockoff Jim Croce song. It's like. <laughs> Because every time that fucking thing came on, I was like, is this supposed to be Cats in the Cradle? What the hell is going on? <laughs> it's their one song. Help me make those yesterdays tomorrow. <laughs> and it gets two fucking montages in this movie. Two. <laughs> yep. yep. Not even short montages. Like both of the montages take the whole song. The song's like five minutes long. Seems of a better day. <laughs> yeah, it. Man, there's the substance of this movie makes it to where there's not much to fucking talk about because there is no substance to this movie. I. Oh, we can, I like all right. Yeah. So it's just hey. Pete's going on a tear because he got into the bad crowd and he's he's screaming, somebody help me. Literally saying, hey, call me out of my shit. Everyone's like, I hate myself. No. And then the movie ends in the most like, oh shit, are we out of film? All right, let's end this now. <laughs> like, but it ends with the widow Jenkins falling down. <laughs> <laughs> Shows the circle of life. I just, I love how they try to tell you like Pete, Hey, we're all together to let you know, Scott, that Pete, you know what? You read it. Like, okay. He's He's dead. So here's Pete. Pete, Pete's, he gave you a newspaper. The best part of that is that they're like, let the reverend take over. He's better at at things like this. Oh, good. Pete died. I'm so happy. (laughs) So, and and they even ruined it. Like, I would have gone along with the twist. If it wasn't for the girl out of nowhere going, you did good, Scott. Like, what? <laughs> you ruined it. I know what's going to happen now. You're like, she's smiling right now. It's not Pete's dead. Like, I would have given this movie an additional star if Pete did die after she said that. <laughs> but yeah. she just ruined it. It's like, no, Pete's shaking the fucking hands of the mayor because he's buttercreaming all over Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a. Here's a stanza from the, the song. I'll read this. I guess this is, you know, Pete's part. Life on the streets has taught me to see the world through different eyes. What was love your neighbor as yourself now hides behind the lies. You start thinking you can have it all. The world is yours to take. So you fill your cup with emptiness and promises you make. Very profound. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it, like... Like you said, it's not a substantial movie. There's nothing really to talk about as far as like <laughs> the cinematography or, or, or the writing per se, because it's not that kind of movie. Yeah, but it, I, it, it feels like a made for TV ABC movie in the early 90s. Yep. But I do have the parents guide for family discussion here on my yes. DVD <laughs> copy here. DVD oh, <laughs> oh, God. Jesus Christ. I think my mom ordered okay. it for me. <laughs> I had to watch this on YouTube, which yeah. had VHS quality, where it felt <laughs> like somebody was dicking with the tracking button on there. Yeah. The second movie, so VHS, it still had the FBI warning on it. Yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, in a way, you know, I'm sorry you had to do that, but I'm glad you got the full experience because that's the way I watched them originally. Right. Um. So anyway, the parents guide. We got the number one question. The buttercream gang helps people in their community like the widow Jenkins. <laughs> How can you help people in your community? So. <laughs> um, show, show them the buttercream gang. I feel like excellent. I feel like that would be an incredible help to everyone in my community. <laughs> Jonathan, not what would you, you do? my fucking bike to the bully. Jesus. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm that does present problems, especially when he tears up the flowers and shit. <laughs> and you uses it to steal all the newspapers and pile them up <laughs> on your lawn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the, the shenanigans they get into is hilarious <laughs> like that's the worst he could do was ride the bike that he was given over this patch of flowers and to steal newspapers and pile them so he has to deliver them again yeah he's hardcore hardcore yeah although messing up the baseball championship that that was pretty you know i felt like that was the biggest dick move in the entire movie <laughs> like yeah. it's just like how how him messing with scott at the baseball game makes the rest of the team fuck up and then makes the other team better yeah because <laughs> they're down like five zero and then they win they found the fatal weakness <laughs> yeah. also also can we discuss how the ray charles pepsi jingle is a major <laughs> plot point in this movie <laughs> what was that Oh, thank you. It carries through the walls. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what a birthday present. <laughs> yeah. Like Zach, you, I, I I need to tell you something about your wife real quick. What's that? You got the right one, baby. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Thank you. wasn't that every time <laughs> was that the same thing in rookie of the year weren't they like doing that commercial or something with ray charles wasn't that um i haven't seen that movie in like decades there's a I need to watch that there's a segment that has something to do with pepsi probably i believe it yeah yeah it's like that's pete's thing is like oh he's got these new commercials to tell us about he, <laughs> he memorizes commercials <laughs> Okay, so here's a question number two. Scott chooses nonviolence and walks away from a, a fight with Pete. How can you handle disagreements with others without fighting? Throw hands! Oh, <laughs> you said without fighting. Without fighting. Oh. And the bully, the fucking bike. Well, that <laughs> like, question's coming up. Uh, <laughs> prank war. A prank war. prank war. That's not fighting. It's no. prank. Yeah, no, shenanigans, definitely. <laughs> Make America Shanann again. Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Just <sighs> be passive aggressive on Facebook. Ooh, vague booking is great. Oh, Hell yeah. yeah. I mean, it did make me a bit nostalgic watching them like swing on the rope and splashing in the water because I had a little lake that was near my house growing up where I actually did that. So it was like bringing back all the little childhood memories. 
trying to make those yesterday's tomorrow, Zach. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Number three, Scott's father says, those who love others without being loved back will have the greatest impact. How can you love others unconditionally? Should you love others unconditionally? I don't know. I don't think I love anyone unconditionally. I mean, I put many conditions on it for my children. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead with uh, <laughs> creaming widow's powders. Yes. <laughs> exactly. There you go. All right. That one's kind of silly, but you know. Yeah. This is the whole speech about you know, how Gandhi led the movement of nonviolence. And, you know, it has its merits. But. Final question. When Pete tries to steal Scott's bike, Scott gives it to him. Why do you think he did this? Because if you give it to him, he's not stealing. Yeah, because the shopkeeper told him. I mean, that's a literal answer, but... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you can't rob me if I gave it to you. Haha, <laughs> I got you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Thwarted. Yeah. <laughs> I do kind of like that message overall. Um... Uh, that but was maybe, the biggest part that got me, though. Yeah, not like, maybe, in the sense of I thought it was wrong. I don't necessarily like the practice or, or the the way they do it in the movie, but think about the um, giving something to somebody who needs it. But he was stealing; he didn't need it, so that that's kind of goes against that. It's not like you were giving somebody bread who was stealing bread to eat. He he wanted his bike. Well, he was stealing so, treats from the store, so I don't know. So when you go to the when he was actually robbing the store mm-hmm. and it started with, Hey, you need the money. Here you go. But then it turned into, you're not stealing from me. I'm giving it to you in the sense of, Hey, this way you're not doing something bad. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm taking away the ability for you to be like held responsible for what you're doing. Yeah. So that was the part that I had the biggest issue with it the the handing him the bike thing i thought that was just him going like hey you might need this because you're still a kid and i guess i want to get my ass beat up quicker so <laughs> sure don't know but i don't understand any logic out of what any of these kids are doing other than hey there's a semi fat kid who needs to be the semi fat kid throughout the entire movie yeah he wasn't even that fat no but we'll get to his redemption arc soon. <laughs> I, I'm upset that the fourth member of the Buttercream Gang is not even a character in this movie. Yeah. Like, he is, he has less of a character than the little sister and uh, the widow Jenkins. <laughs> I don't even remember his name. Yeah. Like Pete, Scott, Eldon. I remember all their names. <laughs> Big troglodyte kid in the background. <laughs> oh man okay well i think that pretty much covers the first film if we want to talk about the second one at all i do want to talk about the second one okay i I kind of don't because i thought the first one was charming and the second one was was so bad but honestly it tried more like it tried to do something in it 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 tried to really one up the other the other film and way overreached one. <laughs> I like the like at first I wanted I didn't know if I was watching the right movie at the beginning. I was like, why are there conquistadors? Here? What conquistadors in Utah? Yeah, yeah, and the blatant Indiana Jones text. 
Like, yeah, you don't get to see the VHS box by watching the YouTube video, but it was it was it's long and dry. Oh, is this the one with the conquistadors holding the Ark of the Covenant? Basically, true wealth is found in the heart of the real hero. Strews <laughs> and knockoff artwork. <laughs> yeah, if you can. Oh, oh that's, that's not even, even the one that we're seeing. Wow. Holy shit! <laughs> that is not what they have on IMDb. <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> that was the VHS cover that I had. Holy shit! Ow. That is. <laughs> that. that yeah, no, that's like <laughs> trademark stealing with that font. Yeah. Copyright infringement. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I don't know what, what they did to El- Elden on the, the cover there. He just, he doesn't look quite right. There's something. <laughs> anyway. Somebody's niece made that. I like how they just reuse the same actors that, to play the descendants of the conquistadors. It's like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that got me thinking, it's like, are they going supernatural with this? Like, are these guys actually the conquistadors that are immortal from because of some poor curse? Because I could have saw that happening. <laughs> could have been fun. Yeah. That probably would have been the names. faith or something. I don't know. The names are Mugfat and Maggot, <laughs> and then Romero and Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so do you want to give the synopsis on the second one there, Zach? Um... <laughs> yeah so I, I don't have one written down so i'll just sure off my head it's a rundown buttercream gang is feeling the tensions of scott's success and popularity mainly eldon anyway he's feeling some jealousy and he he needs to prove himself to the rest of the gang and the town so he's not you know the uh the clown of the group and he finds what he thinks is a treasure map and maybe it actually is maybe but th- there's this Mountain on the edge of the town. They're having a little, I guess, a field trip, although they're water skiing. So maybe it's just. And and Scott's dad is driving the boat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but not telling us any stories about people dying in Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just sorely missed from the first movie. Yeah. So basically, it's just. The Fat Kids Redemption arc. Yeah. And there's more kind of uh, lapstick humor in this one, which. I don't know. It didn't work all that well with the. They tried to go more little rascals on this one, I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was made like right after it, too. So I don't I know. I think it was made right before the Little Rascals movie. Oh, I meant uh, right after the other Buttercream Gang. But yeah, right before oh, okay. the Little Rascals. Right. Um, <laughs> Somebody read the script was like, we got to hit start right the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they should have done. They should have done a Lord of the Rings and just done three movies recorded yeah. them all at the same time oh yeah <laughs> i would have watched the third one I, me too like all right so like these were bad movies like in the sense of like the first one was wholesome mm-hmm. you knew what it was trying to do it wasn't blatant about any sort of like propaganda but it was like hey all of you little boys out there be good by the way specifically this was a hey little boys movie yeah this was not targeted towards any girls whatsoever. So, um, um, the sequel, the sequel adds a lot more of the buttercreamettes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the second one I just thought was it was they were trying to be more fun with the buttercream gang, and it just kind of swinging a miss. 
it yeah. didn't have that wholesomeness of the first one while trying to be a bit more adventure to the point of having a random monastery in the middle of fucking Utah. <laughs> yeah. That uh, yeah, like I said, this this film <laughs> is obviously just hey, didn't we all like the Goonies? Yeah. What if yeah. we did that but without all the, the sex references? <laughs> I like how yeah. the the um is the uh cleric or a monk or whatever in the monastery is just like um we don't normally vis- get visitors to leave and they're like but it's about the treasure oh in that case <laughs> so, yeah that's that's the key to talking to treasure <laughs> yeah yeah i i feel like the i don't know if they had some better interesting dialogue and a better cave or something i don't know it's just like <laughs> it wasn't even far from the entrance and like there's the treasure nobody's found this in 400 years and, well, just they, like that, it's like the 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 guys like I, my family's been looking at this for centuries. This is your first day, found it. <laughs> oh, I just had to go upstairs. Shit, oh, it's over there. Yeah, <laughs> there's a treasure. <laughs> my yeah. my favorite part was when he's like, oh, it, it, he recollects whatever. Like the person's like, you just have to go up, go up, and he looks <laughs> over, and then like the stairway yeah. lights up. <laughs> Oh shit! I didn't think about turning around and going towards the light that just turns on when you say "go up." You know, I think there were, like you said, it'd been nice if they had some sort of trilogy of this because I think there's potential for more wholesome adventures with the gang. But I I would be down for helping fund a buttercream reboot. Uh, Yeah, let's let's have the original buttercream gangs like grandchildren now be buttercreamers. Yeah. They all they all married young and got their wives pregnant immediately, and yeah. their children did that too. So they're grandparents. Yeah, yeah, believable. It'd be interesting to see how they handle it in like the social social media age and stuff. Um, I'd like to actually see them kind of do the uh, like a Brady Bunch movie kind of thing with it. Hmm. Like, I don't want kind of be a parody to of come itself. from. Yeah, basically, like we're in a post big love world. And you find out that Scott actually did take like four or five wives. And <laughs> just I want to see it go down that road, like really dark. While while the kids are still 100 percent just. Super white bread. Watching this movie and knowing the fact that you had watched this multiple times as a child, Zach, mm-hmm. I was left to wonder if you had a crush on the redhead as a child. <laughs> you know. I think probably a little bit. I mean, it wasn't registering now, obviously, which I'm thankful for as an adult. <laughs> Not looking at the girl that way, but I wonder for as many as many times as I watch it. It's been a long time since I actually did set, sit down and watch it. So um, it was kind of like watching it fresh again. And, um, you know, I I don't have a whole lot more to say about it, which is somewhat surprising to me. Is one of those things that I did watch a lot, and I watched a sequel too, and there were just things that, you know, my mother got these movies because she know she knew if like she had to do something, I I could sit down and watch this movie, and she wouldn't have to worry about the content. That was the whole point of feature yeah. films for families, and you know, I'm glad that that we picked it and I got to share it with you guys, and I'm glad you found the charm of the first one and recognized, you know, they tried oh, yeah. in the second one. Yeah, if yeah, anything else, the first one definitely did have charm. It was just it was 
too much. Too, <laughs> too <laughs> sweet. It too, it was, no, it was too white. Like, yeah, seriously, yeah. it was yeah. just way too white of a movie. The dance scene is... Um, yeah. Everybody. Oh, and I love the fact that they gave Margaret her little... Uh, the glad the nerdy girl takes the glasses off moment <laughs> because they even brought up Margaret even got contacts. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I enjoyed my time with these movies. I will say that it, I'm glad. Yes, in fact, I I would say I enjoyed my time with these movies more than I have some of the movies that have been nominated for best picture. <laughs> awesome. Oh yeah, I yeah. like this way more. The greatest show on earth. Yes. <laughs> And I sat through three hours of the buttercream back to back. It was, and yeah, it was creamy. It was I cream all over my eyes. <laughs> I I just that first one. Uh, yeah, it, it is remarkably a much better film than the second one. Yes. <laughs> I I just feel like I don't know. You watch the first one and it's it's weird, and it's it's plot is dumb as shit. Um, but it's it's sweet and it is charming. And then the the second one just for some reason is like we have to we have to do a completely different thing. Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to watch them do a completely different thing. I want to see them like tackle another quote unquote real world issue, <laughs> like the corruption <laughs> of the big city, which the big city is just some the back of some apartment, the only alley they could find in Elkridge, Utah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I, I don't know why they felt the need to do like he said i guess they just like oh remember the goonies but yeah it doesn't have any of the um character and i i don't know there, there's a whole lot of resolution in in the end as far as like tackling elton's feelings of jealousy i, I mean they could have done more about that like being more confident with yourself yes well i mean i, I feel like they they were gonna go a certain route of don't do this to be the hero, do this to be, to do it, to, to be, you know, that buttercream. Yeah. And <laughs> I feel like they were going down that path and then just kind of took a turn away from it. Yeah. Because you saw like, you know, when he opened up the chest and he kind of had that picture of him being the hero with the knight randomly and everything else. And I thought that it would have been interesting to have something happen where it's like, Hey, you're still grabbing this for all the wrong reasons. You're not doing this for the neighbor who needs to keep his house. You're doing this for that. But they never really go that route. Yeah. Right. It's just Eldon trying to be the hero. He's trying to be like, hey, I can be Scott too. But but then when he has a choice between saving the treasure and saving the guy who's trying to sure. murder him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then all of a sudden uh, he's a good guy. Yeah. yeah. It's like okay, like yeah, no, fair. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, it it was just too much of a departure from the first one, and yeah, it, it really was. It was also just dull. It was just a dull movie to watch. Yeah, yeah. and when the bad guys got a ponytail, you know we're going full cliche. <laughs> yeah. Right. Anybody yep. got any more notes on this movie? Um, let's see. We talked about the widow Jenkins. We did talk about the widow Jenkins. Talked about if her parents were alive. I mentioned kid with the Stevie Ray Vaughn hat. He did. He did. Um, <laughs> Pepsi jingle. Yeah, I think I'm good. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, jump us into our uh, 
worst two judgments. <laughs> Hey, Zach. Yeah. Does this movie deserve Best Picture? <laughs> no, it didn't deserve Best Picture, but maybe Best uh, Mormon Picture. Excellent. Paul? Um, you said this was 91? 91. Yeah. Or was it 92? 92, I'm sorry. 92. Oh, oh okay. Um, without betraying my feelings of the film that wins in 92? No. Okay. Okay. Um. There, this movie is better than some other movies in 1992. That's true. Um, specifically, and I'm not going to say the full name of this movie, um, but it is better than the gay N-words from outer space. Okay. If you haven't looked it up, look it up. Yeah. I love the look I'm getting from Paul right now. Look it up. Isn't there some meme attached to that? that... Yeah. Um, it was just a short. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, but no, of course, this doesn't deserve best picture. But... Zach, is this the worst best picture? <laughs> <laughs> no way. It would it would be probably um you know, it's above greatest show and for me it's above Gigi and it's above uh <laughs> a handful of other movies we watched. Yeah. It's got some um, of the right stuff. Yeah, it, it's indeed it's uh slightly less racist than Gone with the Wind. Uh <laughs> Less, uh, uh, I don't know that the sequel is less racist than Gone with the Wind. It's teeters, <laughs> it teeters. Um, and uh, yeah, less child grooming, less child grooming in these than uh, Gigi. And I don't remember seeing any circus, so yeah, I, I'd say this is not the worst best picture. Hooray, Paul. Um, I was looking at my best picture rankings. If I were to throw this onto the best picture rankings, <laughs> I'm thinking I'm putting it right between Great Ziegfeld and Gentleman's Agreement. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so it would currently sit at my number 26 of 35. Nice. Um, legitimately, it, it's one of those expectation kind of things where yes. I, I was really expecting something preachy and ridiculous and what i got instead was just kind of a sweet hallmark film yeah mm -hmm. with a little bit of religious leaning mm -hmm. which which really shocked me and i again the acting is bad there's it's tv cinematography <laughs> and it, the story i mean this kid is like the leader of the most wholesome group of kids in his town and then spends like two months in Chicago and is suddenly like robbing people. Yeah. Like that's you really overestimate what happens in big cities if you come from a small city. Yeah. And I, I feel like maybe they could have explained a little bit like I don't I'm trying to recall if they said if he actually had to do jail time because of the, the breaking and entering that he was uh, privy to but not part of. It's just kind of like a, a small flash forward, and all of a sudden he's really bad. Yeah, and, I mean, not the I don't know. It, but it's still ridiculous either way. They, yeah, they, they just it, it's it's a small town thinking that if you go somewhere with with more liberal leanings, you're just going to lose all morality. Mm. Uh, it, it, I 
I was living in an area that was smaller than this. <laughs> listening to people who came from cities smaller than the city I was living in. Because, like, the Quad Cities is not very big. Mm-hmm. It is about the size of Virginia Beach. The entire metropolitan area of the Quad Cities. Gotcha. It's about the size of Virginia Beach. And I think it's, like, less people live in the Quad Cities than live in Virginia Beach. And the smaller outliers of the Quad Cities, like, cities that are little farm communities and whatnot that are, like, 20 minutes outside of it, mm-hmm. will visit Moline, which is a city that is about five miles wide, top to bottom. And they'll visit Moline and be like, oh, the fast-paced life of Moline, Illinois. (laughs) You're like, have you ever been to Chicago? Like, (laughs) that's fast-paced for you? Uh, Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it, it... So... So going in with the expectations I had, especially with the kind of Christian propaganda that gets released now, I was I was blindsided by how charmed I was by this film, even though yeah. I knew what I was watching was <laughs> subpar nonsense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, the second one's bad. The second yeah. one's just a bad movie, and I sure. probably would rank it a lot lower than the first one. Yeah. Um, yeah, as somebody who's been, who purposefully watches a lot of, like, evangelical uh movies just because they get so preachy like i mean super preachy it's it's what i was expecting as well and yeah it it, it kind it's, of it's all... good to go into like mormon movies apparently are less than uh those uh billy graham movies so yeah awesome well good that well, really makes me feel creamed in my heart <laughs> well zach i just wanted to thank you for uh buttercreaming all over our face, neck, and chest and really like give pointing this out for us because it was I'm not going to watch them again, but <laughs> I, I I, I'm, I'm happy that I did watch them. I may rewatch the first one. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't actually sat down and watched it with the boys yet, but I, I, I don't know if it'll hold their attention right away. Like <laughs> they're all more on the speed of Mitchell's and the machines right now. Oh God! What a perfect film! <laughs> Don't need to watch that. Oh, it's so good. That's yeah. what I hear. I, and because I, you have a daughter, you're going, I'm going to cry. cry. God, why are you trying to make me cry this weekend, sir? Yeah, watch Quiet Place. Watch Mitchell's versus the Machines. God. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go ahead and call it here. Um, again, Zach, thanks for uh, pointing us out to this, and happy birthday again, brother. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, man. Thank thanks, you. and happiest of birthdays. Indeed. Okay. And my name is Jonathan Beer. So you can find me at Altorn underscore Occam on Twitter on the TikToks and on the twitch.tvs. Zach, where can we find you? Find me on Critiker, Zach Master, spelled with an X, and on TikTok at House Havoc. Paul? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Letterboxd, where I keep a running tally of films I watch at Father of the Fear across all platforms. Very nice. And what are we watching next week, Zach? We are watching Lawrence of Arabia, which you can find on. <laughs> yeah, four hours. You can find it on Amazon, Vudu, and YouTube, uh, as far as I could find. I just wonder how it's going to hold up to the Buttercream King. Yeah. The bar has been set. We would like to thank Trav from our sister podcast, Leveling Up, with Benjamin Banks for producing our show. We'd like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song. We would like to thank Megan and Jay Bellevue for beautiful artwork. Mm-hmm. You can follow 
the show on Twitter and Instagram at Pod. You can follow us on Facebook at the Oscarsky Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a nice five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. It really helps for us to be seen in the almighty rhythm of the Buttercream Gang. The Buttercream Rhythm. Churn it! Churn it! Jonathan and Zach, our birthday boy, I would like for you all to have a damn fine day. <laughs>